Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. I love being on the mountaintop where the air is clear, where you can see for miles. Uh, but having lived in the mountains, I can tell you that to get from one mountain to the next, you have to go through a valley. And if you're going to move from one mountaintop to another in life, you'll be required to go through the lowlands of life. It's just one of the great principles of life, not just of geography, but of the spiritual landscape. You see, in the valley, God meets you and God works in you. In the Psalms, uh, we love Psalm 22, which is the picture of Mount Calvary, and we love Psalm 24, which is the picture of Mount Zion. Uh, but sandwiched between those two mountains in Psalm 23 is the valley of the shadow of death. You must go through the valley to get to the next mountain. In our journey with Jesus, we've come in Mark chapter 9 to one of those valleys. You'll remember that the disciples had the wonderful privilege to go up on the mountain, the Mount of Transfiguration with the Lord Jesus. As a matter of fact, they loved it so much they wanted to stay there for a while. And yet the Lord Jesus, who led them up onto the mountain, now leads them down into the valley. Could I remind you that wherever God leads, He's always with you. Let that sink in just a moment. Wherever He leads, He's already there, which means He is the same in the valley as He was on the mountain. Listen to the words beginning in Mark chapter 9, verse 14. And when He came to His disciples, He saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld Him, were greatly amazed, and running to Him, saluted Him. And He asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answereth him, and saith, O faithless generation! How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the Spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. You see, my friend, there are some things you cannot learn on the mountain. There are some lessons that God can only teach you in the valley of life. Maybe you're living in the valley today. And maybe you feel as low as you've ever been. Well, I want to remind you that the valley is Christ's classroom. It's where He teaches us some of the most important lessons of all of life. 
May I give you a few just from this brief story and this valley experience? First of all, in the valley you learn most about the needs of others. While you're living on the mountain and, and enjoying the glory of God, uh, there's no demon-possessed boy. Uh, there's no hurting father. But when you get in the valley, you begin to see the needs of hurting people all around you. Jesus' heart was broken. He was grieved in His spirit because of these tremendous needs and the faithlessness of these people. In the valley, you'll see hurting people like this father. In the valley, you'll see people in the bonds of sin and bound by the devil like this boy. I'm telling you, in the valley, God will open your eyes to the needs of other people. It's possible that you're not going through the valley today for your sake. You're going through the valley for someone else's sake. The Apostle Paul would say later in the New Testament that we comfort them that are in any trouble with the same comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You see, what you received on the mountain, the people in the valley need. There's, there's a big work to be done at the foot of the mountain. And so in the valley, God will teach you about others. In the valley, God will teach you about yourself. You know, when you're on the mountain and you're feeling good and every need is provided, uh, you say, let's just stay here for a while. Uh, you really don't see yourself weak and needy. But when you get in the valley, you realize how truly needy you are. You see, it was not just the Father and the Son who needed Jesus. These disciples desperately needed Him. They were powerless, powerless disciples. Our world is full of powerless Christians, people that know the Lord Jesus and yet seem to have no power over the sin in their own life, no power over the wickedness around them, no power to win others to Christ, no power to do battle against the enemy. Where does the power come from? Well, hear the words of the Lord Jesus. He gives two answers. First of all, He says, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And so first of all, it's in the valley that the Lord teaches you your need for personal faith, real faith. The thing that grieved him most was not the condition of the boy. He could take care of that. The thing that grieved him most was the faithlessness of the people there. The one thing that limits God is our faithlessness. You remember in his own hometown, the Bible says he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. My friend, that besetting sin God can give victory over. Uh, that great need or burden or spiritual battle, that conflict, God is greater than all of that. But the one thing that will limit the power of God in your life, in your family, in your church, in your situation, is your own unbelief. Have faith in God. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And then not only does he answer that faith is necessary, but then he says in verse 29, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Notice these all-encompassing words, all things possible to him that believeth, but nothing can come forth except but by prayer and fasting. I believe the prayer and fasting is actually not something totally different than faith. It is the outgrowth of faith. When we truly believe, we cast ourselves in total dependence upon God and we cry out in desperate prayer, Oh Lord, we need you. And in the valley, God will bring you to the end of yourselves. But that's okay, that's good, because the end of you is the beginning of God. And when you hit a wall, God opens a door. When you get to the bottom, you find out that the foundation is still there. When your well runs dry, you find out that the spring of living waters is still flowing. In the valley, God will teach you that you need personal faith and a life of fasting and prayer and dependence on Him. In the valley, you learn most about others. In the valley, you learn most about yourself. But in the valley, you learn most about God.
You see, they caught a glimpse of the glory of God on the mountain. That was awe-inspiring. It was wonderful. But it was in the valley where they saw that that glory and that power was great enough for anything they faced. And I want to tell you that our God is able. He's greater than the devil. He's greater than broken homes and hearts. He's greater than our emptiness, our, our inability. He's greater than everything. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And so the same Christ that they caught a glimpse of on the mountain, they now see in all of His power in the valley. Jesus Christ will meet you where you are today, mountaintop or bottom of the valley. Jesus is the same. And He wants to teach you there more about Himself than you've ever known in your entire life. Look to the Lord. If nothing else, cry out like this desperate father, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.